This is Radio Taiwan International. Thanks so much for joining us here today at RTI. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. Up ahead this hour, we're going to have for you Hashtag Taiwan with Leslie Liao. A look at uh, the latest on the internet here in Taiwan. Some trends for you. Also, status update with John and Shirley. But first up today, here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, May 3rd, and you are listening to Here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. Uh, if you are listening by radio, it is now May 4th, which is a Tuesday. In the studio today, we have Allison Chen. Hi. We also have uh, Shirley Lin. Hello. And we have Stash Butler. Hello. And I am, once again, Andrew Ryan. Uh, fun combo today. This is not the, our new normal Monday combo. No, mixing it up. <laughs> but uh, Monday continues to be fun day. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Anybody that have uh, another name for today? Let us know. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm I'm lost. A long time ago, it was called Monday Mandate. But then uh, <laughs> be, we diversified. A, we diversified. <laughs> uh, so now it's a, yeah, it's a multi-gender Monday. Multi-gender. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go for that. We'll go with that for now. I mean, <laughs> not the most catchiest no. of names. It'll do. It's a placeholder. It'll do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's really sad. If it, it'll do. <laughs> Please, A somebody. resounding endorsement of Andrew's naming. <laughs> or some. We're, um, some. Let's no, 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 we're going to so. stay away from that. I think, uh, does anybody have anything like really like exciting? What, 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 how about rainy Monday? Um, we Monday, like rain. Monday like madness? No, that goes no, for Monday the madness. Yeah, that's mm, mechanical. Uh, mechanical uh, Monday? <laughs> Monotonous Mul Monday. Multigrain. No. <laughs> These are all the worst sure, M words. Yeah. Doesn't anybody have any good M words? M Leave word. a comment below and let us know if you have a good M word. Marsupial. Marsupial Monday. You have to more have more koala content. Marvelous Four. Are they marsupials? I think they are. I like uh, Magnificent Four, like Magnificent oh, Seven. Okay, oh. I, I was actually saying marvelous, but magnificent, magnificent is fine. Yeah. And then Marvel. we would have our own theme song. We could use the Magnificent Seven theme song. Yeah, we might have to look into copyright for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thanks for reminding us. Uh, yes, uh, Mallard Monday from Alice Tams. Mm. I appreciate that. That's a yes. bird Monday. That's a good bird Monday. Uh, good bird. Yeah, it is a good bird. And we ran out of music. See how that happens? <laughs> oh, we get talking. It sneaks up on you, that thing. It does sneak up on you. <laughs> um, so today we have some great topics. Just to let you know before we launch into our show, uh, Stash has a story. How do you like them apples? Apparently there was the inaugural Polish Apple Night. You're going to make that a fun story, right? <laughs> fun story. I make everything a fun story. You do. I can't wait to see what you're going to do with that. Um, also, Allison has a story about how Taiwanese people maybe love to apologize yeah okay so we're gonna tell you about that that was on an uh, entrance examination over the weekend shirley's gonna uh talk about wild pet birds that you should not use as pets mm -hmm. uh and apparently uh we have something to look forward this week some rain we're gonna tell you a little bit about that um and what the question for you today is what are you looking forward to and i want all of you to think of your own answer what are you looking forward to today as we start the week on monday uh, and we want answers from you, the listeners, as well. And we'll uh, share some of the uh, favorite responses at the end of our show. All right, shall we do it? Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. OK, 
Okay, I wanted to start off with the concept of uh, staycations. I had a staycation this weekend. Where did you, where did you stay? I stayed in Taipei. <laughs> Everybody's like, whoa. No way. No, I checked into a hotel in Taipei. I checked into the Sheraton. Oh. Have any of you done a, a staycation before? Essentially checking into a hotel in the city in which you reside? Yes. You've done it? You know, on my wedding anniversary, of course. Oh, that doesn't uh, count. Oh, yeah, it does count. count. It does yeah. count. That does count. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Stash? Have uh, you ever done a staycation? I don't know if I have. Um, no, I'm, I'm, but I am planning on staying at the uh, the type of the Grand Hotel someday. Oh, someday yes. soon. I would highly recommend that. They have these tours you can take of the underground secret tunnels. Oh. Is it busy these, these days? Uh, I will say it has the number one occupancy rate in Taipei City oh, wow. right now because of because those secret, of the secret tunnels. Tunnel. Oh. We went in there a couple weeks ago to do an interview, me and John, and uh, we had a camera crew with us, and the whole lobby was just packed full of people. I was... I was so wow. shocked. Wow. It's people coming from all over Taiwan to see, you know, the, what's the, going on. Yeah, right. The tunnels. You better book soon then. Yeah. Yeah. Better oh. book soon. Uh, but I would highly recommend it. Uh, if you have the ability to do so, to stay at a hotel, give them some much needed business. Mm. Uh, I certainly enjoyed a good night's sleep. Yeah. Uh, they have excellent mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I won't, I'm not going to tell you what the mattress is because I don't want to support a particular brand. But as soon as I left the hotel, I looked up all the other hotels in Taiwan that have the same mattress. Really? <laughs> wow. So I mean, Glowing endorsement. Of, yeah. Well, not really because you haven't said what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe I should list com all the hotels. Com confidential <laughs> endorsement, yeah. That's uh, what you do when you stay at hotels. You you, you look what the, the brand of the mattress is. No, I've never that's done this weird, before. Okay. I've never done this before. I think that's a weird yeah. habit of, that Andrew I, has. You know, yeah. Andrew has a blog, actually, where he keeps track of <laughs> it's mattress. Called, it's called awesomemattress.com. Rate your mattress. With, with Andrew Ryan. Hotel mattresses yeah. with Andrew Ryan. The side gig. Everyone has a side gig. That you guys don't do good. this? <laughs> I mean, I, I figured the guy was in, amongst like kindred spirits here. Uh, it's a safe space. It's a safe space for mattress loving. <laughs> um, so I would recommend it. Uh, it's, it's a fun thing to do. It's good for the hotels. You get out of your like rut of just seeing your own four walls in your mm. apartment. Uh, you can take advantage of a swimming pool if they have one. You can... Uh, take the opportunity to see a different neighborhood than you're usually in. You can get a breakfast buffet if that's your thing. Um, so I would you highly... have to clean up your room? There you go. Yeah. You don't have to clean up your room. That's that a good point. I mean, how could I forget the most important <laughs> yeah, part? Right. That's the most important part. <laughs> Appreciate that, Allison. So uh, check out the staycation at a hotel uh, near you. Okay, so do Taiwanese people love to apologize? Uh, and the reason why we're asking this question is because there's a special way that Taiwanese people apologize uh, that I think is different from other Chinese speakers around the world. Uh, and it was actually the focus of the vocational school entrance exams that were held over the weekend. There was a whole essay portion dedicated to the phrase, what, Allison? 不好意思. And <laughs> I almost feel like you're you're you feel bad about introducing yeah. us. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, I think it's kind of can translate to excuse me, but like in some kind of way when you're using this word. But like there have like this word have many different meanings. Let's do the very first original meaning. So if you translate it yeah, literally, literally, buhao means like bad, bad, and not good. Isu, isu means, means like meaning. meaning. So I have a bad, bad meaning. meaning. 
<laughs> Terrible. I'm not sure I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a bad feeling. I think almost. I, say, I feel yeah. bad. I feel bad. Right. Yeah. That's probably actually a better way to put yeah. it. Mm, well, I, I feel, feel bad. bad. Oh, I feel bad about what's going to happen next. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what are the different things that that can mean, Allison? Um, you say it when you are like trying to express like you are sorry about something, you apologize uh, apologizing for something. Or you are asking for something like before, um, like Buhaisi, where is the classroom? Mm. Okay. Or where excuse is something? Yeah, 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 like yeah. excuse me. Mm. Or you're just um, you're just being modest. Like <laughs> you said also before you are saying something like you're good or something, but you usually say it say Buhais before you're like say you are good at something. Oh, yeah. so I've used it like really? that before. I haven't can used it like that. Can you give an example, yeah, can Allison? You, can you tell us how you're already yeah. good at something? Maybe because like, uh, maybe you can say that um, I'm a doctor, but you will say like, although I'm a doctor, but I didn't know too much about something. Oh, okay. so kind of like oh. before you play yourself up yeah, and like talk yeah. about how great you are, you would say, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'll remember that next time. Pretending I'm so handsome. Yeah. So Although I, I'm really, really <laughs> handsome. <Yeah. laughs> That's a bit weird. All right, go on, guys. Go on, go on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, or maybe you reject someone. Oh, so when you put somebody in the friend box, yeah. maybe somebody approaches you wanting to maybe have a date with you or expresses their interest in you like oh my favorite one i've heard then is it's not convenient um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can wow. we go on a date oh it's not too that's convenient. so indirect yeah. i love it mm, <laughs> okay. uh so do you all think that uh Taiwanese people what what does this say about Taiwanese people that I mean here in Taiwan we say this so often what yes, is what so. is that expressing because hmm. people in like for example in China don't say no. as much right yeah. that we're very polite mm. Taiwanese people are more polite and modest I think you would say if you're trying to get through like there's a crowd and you're That's trying true. to get yeah, through yeah. right you, can, yeah. you say yeah. So you can and you say don't have before. to add anything after that yeah. right you can say like before you're going through the With crowd yeah, yeah, yeah. you can also <laughs> say it after you go through the crowd if you bump into somebody like, oh, oh yeah. 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 yeah right I guess mm. yeah I don't know I think yeah it's something to politeness um, yeah modesty like you say I guess yeah um I have a question. Yeah. What's the difference between saying, because there's another way to say sorry, which is debuchi, right? What is the difference between buhaisi and debuchi? Actually, Jason Jason Stevens is actually asking that. What's the difference between that and debuchi? Mm. Yeah. I think debuchi is like more serious thing, apologizing for a more serious thing. Buhaisi just like people say it really often. Uh-huh. Maybe just because they think that it's a polite way, like put this buhaisi before everything you start. So it might be actually very similar to just excuse me. Mm. Yeah. Like if I bump into you, I might say excuse me excuse rather me. than sorry. I yeah, think, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I would probably sorry. still say sorry though. I mean, in English, I think yes. Brits were very apologetic. So yeah. I feel I feel like if I oh, oh I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> 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 mm. Excuse my uh, presence in this uh, yeah. scenario. Yeah. Now, Allison, I have to ask you. So this was on a test. How did people respond to this question on the test? Were I mean, do you think this is an unusual question to ask? Yeah, it's quite unusual. Like, because many, I saw the news and many kind of my friends on social media say this um, topic, it's kind of hard to write. 
and it's oh. a bit ridiculous because <laughs> like usually like this is kind of a new topic right um it's hard to write because you have to there's there isn't a certain like answer to answer mm. right so like there's a teacher say that the best way to say is like you um clearly state your position whether how you use buhaisi in your like daily life and then you make some examples and then like restate why it is um how you use it and maybe um put a counter argument okay at the end of your essay so i think with these questions mm. what they're really trying to do is see how the test taker can express themselves clearly on a topic uh for which there are many answers and i think that uh for taiwanese students and correct me if i'm wrong allison but i think a lot of times people feel more comfortable if there's a black and white answer so yeah. if there's a question in which there's like big gray areas and you're asked to take <laughs> a stand or have a point of mm. view, yeah. then it's actually, it's a, it's a challenge. Mm. Uh, do you all think this is a good question, a bad question? What are your thoughts on this? I guess it makes you respond creatively if you want to kind of like, you know, you've got to interpret it as you, as you like and then figure it out. And I think kind of debating out exactly what words mean can be quite interesting because, you know, you can use in so many different scenarios and, you know, situations like that. Mm, Shirley? At first, I thought it was a very casual, you know, topic. And I thought, oh, that should be fun to write. But, <laughs> right, just after we had this discussion, it's kind of hard to write something like that. It's nothing so typical of an academic exam, you know. They usually ask, like, yeah, you know, maybe what you meant by black and white answer, uh, question. But um, this... This would be difficult unless you can be creative like Stash, I suppose. <laughs> I think the, 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 the way I would answer, and I don't know if this is obviously the right way or not, is I would start off by saying, <laughs> I'm so sorry. And expressing like my, my, how I feel like trying to write an answer to this question mm, 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 and, and thereby expressing like kind of the actual feeling of the words itself. There themselves. You yeah. Great. Top marks for you, Andrew. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, uh, I love this uh, this <laughs> this next story. How do you like them apples? Uh, and you're talking about Polish apples yeah, in particular. Yeah, Poles love apples. It seems I, I had no idea. I, you know, I'm half Polish. Half I Polish. should know. Yeah. Yeah. How do you say apple in Polish? Yabko. Basari. Yabko. Yabko. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, and apparently, Polish apples are a thing. Yeah, Polish apples are a massive thing, and I had no idea. <laughs> uh, turns out that Poland is the largest producer of apples in the EU and the fourth largest in the world. And nine out of ten fruits grown in Polish orchards are apples. Nine, wait, do it again. How many? Nine out of ten. Oh wow! So you're so not you growing have, anything except apples. Just yeah. apples, apparently. What are the other one? I don't 10%? know. It doesn't say. Which means oh. should we take guesses? Like um, pineapples. What is a Polish <laughs> Polish pineapples? <laughs> Polish pine famous, famous around the world. I would say uh, plums. Plums is a good guess, actually. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I would go with something like that. It'd be they like grow a, better in cold. I'm thinking like places. a cold. Mm, yeah, Poles love plums. No, <laughs> I'm gonna look up Polish fruit production. But yeah. while I'm doing that, do you want to guide us into this? Yeah, story? Well, I don't know. I just think it's kind of interesting, like how you know this kind of fruit diplomacy seeing as that's the kind of world we live in at the moment <laughs> that uh you know this has been this recent case with taiwan uh getting its exports of pineapples to china blocked and then there was a massive sort of response to that um uh kind of nationalized kind of response to that and everyone very proudly and patriotically buying pineapples um turns out that you know exists for other countries as well and in this case we have poland uh trying to push 
Polish apples into into Taiwan. Taiwan. Yeah. Oh. Which Interesting. Is, yeah, which is kind of nice. Uh, and so they had this Polish apple night uh, last week, which I, I don't know. I'm not really sure what... It, I think it was just kind of apple tasting. Um, it's not a kind of tasting that I've done before, but uh, I know also know nothing about apples in terms of like varieties and stuff. Do you guys have like a favorite apple? Uh, I like Fuji. green apples. You like oh, green apples? Oh, oh, oh. two oh. very different answers there. Yeah. What, what are Fuji apples? I want you to argue. I don't you know, know. Fuji giving arguments for be... and against. Fuji apple seems to be more sweet and crunchy to my taste. Okay, I like green apples because uh, I think tart, they're more tart. You get more Ooh. apple flavor. So if you're making an apple pie, you definitely want the the tart apples. Yes, because you're adding that. sugar. That's yeah. true. Yeah. 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 Uh, favorite apple, Allison. <laughs> I don't really like apples. Or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if I have to choose, I, I mean, that, that's what choose? I would say. But I really don't like apples that much. But wait, yeah. what? Yeah. What's, What's wrong like... with an apple? <laughs> no, it's just that it's a very average fruit. No, what, just kidding. Oh, those are fighting words. Poland doesn't like Wait, you. Wait, what did an apple ever? <laughs> what did an apple ever do to you, Shirley? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe okay. <laughs> it's probably a nightmare because you know my my kids, my husband would always say, "Let's get some apples," but then mm. they don't. They don't feed themselves the apples unless I peel them and I cut them up. So maybe that's oh, why yes. that's I just hassle. got this. Uh huh. So, so maybe you have the same feeling about guavas and like watermelons. Probably. <laughs> all fruit. fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I see a trend here. I see, yeah. <laughs> um, so in just a moment, I'm going to be uh, trying to say the names of Polish fruits in Polish. Oh. And you're going to you're going to try to guess. Guess which fruit. Yes. I mean, this is this is, we would test my Polish as well because my Polish is not great. But, oh, uh, this could can, be a car crash. Yeah, this could be. Uh, <laughs> Before we get plow there. right ahead, <laughs> yes, one, one would definitely do in this situation. Yeah, was, uh, Poland apparently <laughs> makes more than sixty kinds of apple. Oh, really? Wow, Wait, really? what? Sixty? I don't have a list here. Oh. I wish I did. Oh. Um, yeah. So Jason Stevenson says apple pierogies. Yum. Mm. That's true. Yeah, nice and sweet. Also, pierogi. Jen Delari says, "I always take my dates to Polish <laughs> Apple Night." <laughs> Wait, is date the other one? <laughs> yeah, well, the other probably fruit probably not in that, not, not in that climate. <laughs> Sabina mm. Guo says, "My favorite is Aomori apples." Apple. Is that Japanese? It looks Japanese. Yeah. Japanese. That's a uh, Japanese name, but I don't know that apple. Mm. Uh, mm. You get some really huge apples out of Japan, don't you? Kind of oh, yeah, like yeah. head size. Yeah, 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 that cost you a whole month's oh, salary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. We have writing in, we have Colleen Mayo, who says, happy birthday to Andrew. Thank you. I just joined and it seems it's like it's your birthday. Hello to everybody. Wish you a good week. By the way, I like green apples too. Yeah. Right. I just because green apples are quite kind of bitter, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Bitter? Just They're sour. Tart. Sour. Okay, yeah. yeah. Who's this saying that um, uh, oh, mango, mango of Pakistan is number one in the world? Nazir really? Aziz. We might um, beg to differ. We have some good mangoes here too. <laughs> mm. um, but I like, I like a good competition. Um, also, oh, Jason Stevens has written something in Polish. Dziękuję. <laughs> what is Dziękuję. that? It's one of the words that everyone like. The, oh, thank you. One, yeah, 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 oh. exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh okay. It's like kind of one. It's it's normally that and another rude word that if oh. <laughs> people, oh. there are two words that people say to me you in can, Polish and it's dziękuję and a rude word that you can ask Stash about later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the funny thing is, I have a list of the four most uh, widely produced um, uh, fruits from Poland. And two of them are kinds of apples, so I don't know. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. So I'm just going to ask you about the other ones. Uh, one is called Wisnia nad Wislanka. Wow. That, I'm going to guess that's, some, that's Wisnia. Uh, I think that's kind of like, um, those are cherries. Those are cherries. cherries. Oh, yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and the other one is, this is, I'm sorry, I'm so bad at this. 
Uh, Truskavka Kazubska. Uh, that'll be Truskavka means is strawberries. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's the answer. I, lo- I mean, yeah, that's the. I had a really funny journey through Poland with my parents one time uh, with a, you know, with Satnav reading out Polish names, but it, like, in that in that manner where you don't know how to read Polish. <laughs> has anybody else uh, noticed that Google Maps in Taiwan, if you're using your cell phone to navigate, has started to read Taiwanese street names like with an american accent really yeah. no <laughs> oh it's terrible it I'll is try it so i thought you about to say i started reading it in like a taiwanese accent oh that would be that great. would be quite cool yeah. It? yeah 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 i would definitely love that <laughs> much easier to follow than reading the uh, street names in an american accent yeah. so uh so there you have it uh polish apples All right, Shirley, uh, with just a couple minutes remaining, uh, you're going to tell us uh, about wild animals and why we shouldn't uh, be taking them in. Okay, so someone reported that, uh, you know, uh, this Mr. Chill, who's 73 years old, took in a wild bird and kept it. And so he, um, you know, he basically this story is sending the message saying that you could be fined and even put in prison for keeping wild birds at oh, home. Oh, it's wild birds, not so wild animals. Watch it. Yeah. But I think you probably also can be in prison for yeah. probably wild animals as well. Right, in your right, house. right. <laughs> so anyway, so this guy he took in actually two huame, mm-hmm. and the they're they're translate into like painted eyebrow because it's got beautiful uh, markings oh. around the eyes, okay. and they sing beautifully. And what people usually do is that they would put like maybe a, a towel over the cage so that they won't be agitated and they'll just sing beautifully so wow. but um but they're not meant to be kept okay so anyway and so he he was given two of these birds by a friend so i think his friend should be put in prison too oh, and no. um and then one he captured in december of 2019 see only now that he's been sentenced to wow. possibly um yeah some t- prison term and and getting fined. Wow. But um, basically, these birds are listed by the government as class two protected exotic species. Ooh. So, um, yeah, I you mean, don't... sounds like a creative way of, you know, getting someone locked up. Is <laughs> you just sort of free a bird near their house. <laughs> I mean, who could resist? It's like a cute bird. Right? I know, right? Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, but uh, really, people, we, we shouldn't do that. And uh, generally, um, I think sometimes these birds can be sold like illegally for Ooh. like 36 US dollars for one and they're harmful to the ecosystem that's why you really shouldn't do that and this bird is usually found in the mountains areas less than 1,000 meters above sea level and they're easily captured because they're really terrible at flying terrible. <laughs> oh no poor bird oh, no yeah oh. so and now you just told everybody yeah, yeah. so there are fewer than 10,000 of them in the wild right now oh. so yeah you just don't do okay, that. Okay, so don't capture um, birds. Uh, don't take in birds that are wild birds. Mm. Um, I think this is geared at the wild bird trade probably more yeah. than anything else. Yeah. Like if one like falls on your balcony, is injured, and you're taking care of it, maybe not a, as big a problem. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know, I know uh, people who've found sort of uh, like very obviously pet birds, like not native Taiwanese birds that have clearly flown out of someone's cage somewhere and then tried yeah. to return them. And then you're like, is like, does that count as... 
you know, mm. keeping a, imprisoning a bird. I like wouldn't think so. I don't know. Yeah, it's I hard to so. say. Yeah. I tried to look up this huame, uh, and I found it is a laughing thrush, a oh, melodious what? laughing thrush. Ooh. So oh. it maybe uh, if our bird expert friend who is watching uh, could either <laughs> Get like back. say yes or no. I may have seen one of the, a laughing thrush. I feel like that is someone that is one I've been introduced to possibly on my one of my hikes around mm-hmm. Taiwan. Mm. So. Yeah, the eyebrow, the cool eyebrows are always a good. They're always a good, good sign. You're like, oh, that's that. That's got, that, bird. that bird's got great eyebrows. But the huame. You know, I see some kind of bird, and I'm not talking pigeons or sparrows. You know, they're really nice, beautiful, with a long tail and, mm. a, and a yellow beak. Mm. Isn't it an endemic bird to Taiwan or something? Yellow tail. I, I uh, love those. They don't, they're not afraid of humans. I think you're asking the wrong. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Our resident bird expert, Alice everywhere. Tam, says that in because answer to Andrew's question that there are two different kinds of laughing thrush. Really? Mm. Oh, okay. So, so one is melodious, one doesn't one is, sing so well. Yeah, one is tone deaf. Voice. <laughs> <laughs> Voice. At any rate, for Here in Taiwan, I'm Andrew Ryan. I'm Alison Chang. I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Slash Butler. Stay tuned for more on RTI. All it takes is a click to listen to RTI online. Get exercise for your finger and exercise for your mind at english.rti.org.tw. Hello and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. Every week in this show, we take a look at what's trending online in Taiwan, whether it's social media or maybe just a piece of news that internet users really like. This week, we're going to take a look at something that happens almost annually in Taiwan. I'm not talking about any kind of festival or holiday. I'm talking about the World Health Assembly. Now, it's almost become like an annual thing uh, when this happens. The World Health Assembly comes around and Taiwan tries to get in. Taiwan's usually not invited despite the fact that all of the other WHO member states are. And why is that? Well, I'm going to cover that in this week's Hashtag Taiwan. And what's nice about this week is that there is a particular movement that started not by Taiwan, but by a group of international parliamentarians uh, to help Taiwan's efforts to get into the World Health Assembly. Anyway, that's coming up next here on Hashtag Taiwan. Don't go away. It's that time of the year again. What am I talking about? Lunar New Year? Well, that just passed. Christmas? Not for another eight months, pal. Rainy season? Nope. Well, maybe, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the World Health Assembly. It's coming up. Every year, the World Health Organization's member states come together to make some big boy decisions. This year, the World Health Assembly is scheduled to take place virtually between May 24th and June 1st. Virtually because, you know, pandemic. Taiwan is not part of the WHO because China, which sees Taiwan as part of its territory, won't allow it. However, Taiwan has attended the World Health Assembly before as an observer. Observer as in you only get to watch the decisions get made. That's it. Since President Tsai Ing-wen came into power though, China has once again begun boxing Taiwan out of international organizations. That's because China views President Tsai as a threat to the idea that Taiwan belongs to them. But Taiwan does make an active effort to get invited back into the WHA. Every year, Taiwan asks its diplomatic allies to speak up and let them in. This year though, Taiwan's bid to join the WHA is getting a boost from social media. On April 27th, the Interparliamentary Alliance on China, or IPAC, launched the hashtag LetTaiwanHelp campaign on Twitter. 
The IPAC is an international organization made up of lawmakers from various countries. Attached to the tweet is a video of 16 lawmakers from 11 countries and the EU urging the WHO to let Taiwan into the WHA next month. Considering that COVID-19 is under control in Taiwan, the lawmakers in the video basically were saying, yeah, maybe we should let one of the few countries that got this pandemic disease under control into an international health conference. What do you think? Is that a good idea? I don't know. I'm just I'm just spitballing here, doing a little brainstorming, spitting out all the ideas in my head and thinking, hey, maybe we'll get a good idea. But I think that's a good idea. At the exact same time that IPAG published its tweet, the U.S. House Foreign Affairs Committee also tweeted, the world can learn a lot from Taiwan. Hashtag let Taiwan help by participating at the upcoming World Health Assembly. And I stress, at the exact same time, because that means this was a coordinated campaign between the two Twitter accounts. And if you want more proof that US Congress people are behind hashtag let Taiwan help, then just enter the hashtag into Twitter and the vast majority of your results will be US representatives and senators speaking up for Taiwan. Support is also pouring in from lawmakers in Japan and Paraguay, and even from St. Vincent and the Grenadines Prime Minister Ralph Gonsalves. Okay, that's great and all, but what are the non-government homies saying about hashtag let Taiwan help? Aurora Chang shared a picture she drew of a Formosan black bear hugging a globe. I found this tweet which says, And we go live to Beijing for reaction, and it just shows a picture of a little girl crying on the ground. And Brian Hyo shared a picture of the giant container ship, the Ever Given, which blocked off the Suez Canal last month. Not sure what he means by that one. Is he using the Ever Given as a metaphor for how Taiwan's been barred from the WHA? Or is he saying that if the WHO doesn't let Taiwan into the WHA, then we're gonna jam up another shipping canal. Now, as far as hashtag Taiwan stories go, that's actually pretty good. I mean, usually we're finding memes or trends that have originated in Taiwan, but it's nice to see that people outside of Taiwan are actually trying to help the country. Anyway, that's all the time we have this week. And instead of telling you to check out Taiwan Insider, this week I want to urge you to go online and use the hashtag LetTaiwanHelp. Use it as many times as you want, and when you do, tell them Leslie Liao sent you. Anyway, that's all the time we have this week. Until next week, stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you again soon. This is Status Update. Hello there. You just tuned into Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Ventria. And I'm Stash Butler. Okay, we're going to be reading your letters that you write us and let us know what programs you listened to in this past week. We always want to know about that and just how the listening condition was and everything. Um, just love your comments and letters. But uh, before we get to them, we're going to spend some time and update our own personal status a little bit here. It's been a while that John has updated his status. And you went to a KTV <laughs> the karaoke. other day. A karaoke. karaoke, right. Well, they call it KTV here. Yes. For our international listeners. <laughs> right, yeah. And it uh, looks like you had a wild time. <laughs> it was wild. It was a kind of bizarre gathering, but it was fun nonetheless. Um, this is a group of friends who, well, it's actually free to join. They advertise online, so new people come every time. But mm. the same core bunch of people is always there and organizes it. And uh, So they, it's like once a month? 
Once a week, actually. Once a Ooh. week. Well, like I said, there's a pro- like this group, online group, or I think it's a uh, chat group as well. Probably has over 200 members. So the, oh, okay. they do wow. tend to rotate, but you see the same faces frequently. Right, right, I've right. only been to three so right. far right. So uh-huh. in the past few months. Um, oh, wow. And they do a variety of events because people have different tastes. So mm. they'll have a wine taste. They're all big fans of wine. <laughs> so they have wine tasting events. So these, these, these wine tastings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I but see. But they right. do a lot of other things too. So for instance, uh, they'll go out for Thai food one night or mm. do uh, maybe barbecue. Mm. Or Sounds fun. Can I um, go? <laughs> they have a... They have a, it's a lot of different things. And um, this time the, these guys brought uh, us to a seafood restaurant that I thought was an interesting choice because... Here they are bringing gigantic like wine glasses and and bottles of very. I mean, everyone pays to yeah. to, to, to to take part, right, so right, they right. suppose share the costs of all the different beverages. Mm. Um, and they're bringing these very expensive wines to this place that's, shall we say, very blue collar, right. down to the okay. da, salt of the earth people. Well, that could be fun. They're too. drinking beer and smoking cigarettes, and you know they're very like. Um, I don't know the sort of people who you know drive taxis around town and that sort of crowd. Mm, uh, mm. Definitely mm. not these very smart. And I've been to some of their um, homes, very oh, okay. uh, much wealthier than I am type right, of people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a and some of them very nicely dressed too. It was a very odd pairing. Interesting. Very odd. Um, yeah. Anyway, they booked a room. They said twelve people would show up, but fifteen ended up coming, so we were very <laughs> tightly squeezed. And in that those uh, rooms you can book, they have karaoke mics and a system. Oh, so, mm-hmm. and then so you just let loose. And it just Ooh. it really uh, things escalated. Got heated. Yeah. Yes. Um, Did you sing? One. Uh, one number. What? You and only get to they, sing one? No, because they didn't have a good selection, I didn't think. Oh. My view of, of karaoke is much like my view of drag. You don't go in halfway. <laughs> you need to, if you're going to do it, you need to find a number that can bring the house down. Right. Mm. Okay. If you're just going to like, ha ha ha, it's just not worth it. Right, right, right. 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 Just, so what, what's just, your number then? Well, I found an old Japanese tune that's uh, very... Um, very, I don't know what the word is. It's very emotional. Oh. It's a ballad. Is it a ballad? It what, is. You what love does your it ballad. translate into the, the song title? Um, I actually don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I just know how the tune goes. Uh, anyway, uh, it was fine. Uh, I would have preferred to have some some Queen, some Whitney Houston, mm. some some. Was there not much English? They didn't have them. <sighs> A co- songs that like they had "Call Me Maybe," which I think is not a good song for karaoke. Mm. It yeah. doesn't have it doesn't have power to it. <laughs> you, need, you 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 just want ballads. You want ballads all day long. It's too light. It's too light. You can't get it. You can't get into it. Just, you know? It is quite fun when you got everyone in a room singing along with a ballad like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You got really gotta like really put your. I mean, yeah. Into it. I'm definitely a friend, like a fan of like whole room kind of karaoke kind of sessions. Yeah, mm. I feel like it's. I, I personally, I mean, I know I have friends who disagree with me on this, but I think it's less fun when it's just. One you're person all, you're singing? all just waiting for one person singing. You're yeah. all just waiting. If it's a very good, captivating singer, yeah, then oh, everyone yes. is who can like. Yeah, you know. they really have to be performing to you for that, for that to be the case. Well, I, I can say that about Andrew Ryan. Okay, this was <laughs> actually oh, a you just a secret slip. <laughs> no, 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 no. This was like I think a couple of years ago when we had that. I think it was the radio station's 90th anniversary, and then we had some kind of forum, and there was a. There was like a, a banquet or something, an, an oh, evening thing, I and then, that. and then I don't know, John, if you were there, but uh, I was not there. All uh. the people who were working, um, we had a karaoke party afterwards, kind of like as a wrap up, you know, celebrating, you know, yeah. the success of the event and right. all that. 
And when I walked into the KTV, um, one person was singing. And it was like, you know, the atmosphere was like, I mean, there was somebody, mm-hmm. I think it was the secretary general, I think. He was like trying to, you know, hype up the the atmosphere, but without that's, any success. Very... And then, um, but it was like one person after the other. And Andrew came in late too, but then he picked a number and he sang. It was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were some people who were really good. But then I decided that, hmm, let's do something different. And I picked YMCA. Sung by Harlem Yu, a Taiwanese singer. Oh, okay. So not right. the village people. Right. No. And I said, hey, I picked the song for everybody. So everybody stood up and started singing. And that was great. Then uh, everybody else after me, you know, start picking songs where let's all sing and let's all dance, that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's great that's if you know the songs. That way, right? I didn't know most of them, though. Yeah. It's oh, really? You know the songs. I'm not good at picking Chinese songs because I never would remember the Chinese names. Yeah. But it's always somebody else pick a song and then I say, oh, I know this song. Uh, then I'll pick up the mic and I'll sing, sing along. But sing I along. could never. I'm always picking English songs. You know, I go down the list from A, B, C. Yeah. <laughs> looking for, you know, English songs that I like. But. Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, yeah, I guess you, like a lot, of, and a lot of these places don't have the best selection, or like you say, like they have very weird selection songs that just are they don't lend themselves well to karaoke. Or like you'll have like a famous artist, but they won't have their most famous song. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, oh. and a lot of times maybe there's regulations to that. Maybe I don't know. a lot of times, uh, in my experience, uh, they won't have any new English songs. Like they're all Frank yeah, Sinatra. I right. know. They're all like, <laughs> is that it sad? It all cuts off at nineteen seventy. Yeah, no, like they it? don't have yeah. anything. More recent, than no, that, except for one, but I don't remember what place this was where they had more recent, you know, um, like they really up, um, how should I say, updated mm. the songs, yeah. but I don't remember that place. Well, anymore. I go to a place that's like, uh, I mean, actually, the only kind of KTV place or karaoke place I've been to in, in Taipei or in Taiwan is this kind of basement. Um, that doesn't sound promising. It's, it's nice. It's it's it's, well, it's not and nice. And really cheap, right? It's really cheap. Yeah. And, and you can bring you can bring alcohol if you want to. Yeah, you can bring um, like you know. You can bring anything. They don't serve. It's very snacks. It's bare minimum, but they have a good selection of songs in various languages, mm. and mm. it's it's cheap. So it's like yeah. you know, what else? What else do you need really? Yeah, I've been to a place like that. Mm. It was like a rundown kind of little place, but yeah. uh, not in the basement, but still. Oh. You know, and it was like in this uh, apartment complex. Mm. Yeah, and so I think we used it for free, actually. Oh wow! But well, that um, is cheap. Yeah, yeah, that is cheap then, and you can bring your own food in there. Anything, no limitations or anything like that. So that was really nice. Yeah. All right. Wow. So well, well, that sounds more, fun, John. They're having some more events coming up, um, so we'll just see if we can get there. I, I see that they've got a. They're gonna have some sort of. Sichuan food thing Oh that's over already Ooh. Oh um, That's too bad A lobster night I see here <gasps> That's in July though That's down the road Okay um, Some kind of It looks like it's going to be Some type of sushi based event um, This sounds really great it's yeah. bad, It sounds really organized They have Well they have them Organized <laughs> out through July already Wow so. Wow Do they have like A kind of secretary Or something No like I, They're who, very detailed Prices per wow. person but who, who, who actually Who actually it? started this There's about Two or three friends who, yeah, um, they're wow. they, expats. With COVID, who I think they would normally have been traveling the world or doing other exciting things. Right. They thought there was something stuck at home and decided, well, we might as well make the best of it. And it's grown. And you can already see people signing up, actually. Wow. You mean it only started because of COVID? Yeah, it's only been going for about a year. Oh, And I just happened sounds... about it on it like a, a month or so ago. Wow. So. Just getting going. Yeah. Getting to Lucky wine you. Tastings. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah. It's a, that's <laughs> very a, nice. A lot of very nice wines. So. All right. 
All right. Well, I say we get to the letters now. Sure. Yes, we always love to hear from you and just let us know what programs you listen to and what the listening condition is in your area. But uh, anyway, we always love to hear from you and keep those letters coming. Our address is PO Box one two three dash one nine nine Taipei Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti dot org dot tw. And remember that you can always reach us on Facebook and YouTube as well. All right, I've got a handwritten letter here from Mr. Chris McPhail. Um, he's writing us from Michigan, USA. It says, "Dear friends, hi. I am writing today to let you know your programs are doing great on my computer via the internet. As an avid listener, I enjoy the news." Curious John, Jukebox Republic, and Eye on China. We don't. Do we still have Eye on China? That's I don't kind know if that's of even around anymore. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but thanks how anyway. Bad I know about my mm, right. schedule. Yeah. Okay. Um, however, I enjoyed the previous format. Now I have to pick up my podcast to listen to. Each program is chosen separately. I support Taiwan ROC and its international position. I fly the Republic of China flag, and soon will wear a hat and shirt with the flag on it. Most of my neighbors. In rural Oceana County, Michigan also support Taiwan. Well, great. Must、uh, close. Keep up the good work. Yours sincerely, Mr. Chris McPhail of Michigan, USA. Thank you. I've got a letter here from Roger Tidy writing to us from London. It says, "Hello again. I'm happy to say that the COVID-19 situation here in the UK has greatly improved recently. Infections, hospitalizations, and deaths are all down significantly, and more than 60% of the adult population have now received their first vaccination, with many having already received their second jab. I received my second shot this week. Neither of the two jabs I received have caused me any problems, apart from a sore arm and a headache, from which I soon recovered. That's great to hear.、Mm. Um, I, I know some of my relatives have had a little bit of a Fever, maybe. Yeah, just they had to take off work. It wasn't yeah, for a day or two.、Um, it says the following report is for your broadcast of Thursday, the twenty second of April. Programs were here in Taiwan. Hashtag Taiwan highlights and in the spotlight. And her comment it says in here in Taiwan, my favorite item was the first story, which discussed Taipei street names. It emerged that many of these names are derived from the names of major Chinese cities, but are considered by many Taiwanese to be no longer appropriate for your capital city. It's not just streets, actually. Parks and a lot of other、um, oh, yeah. public facilities have those names too. My、mm. my rabbit, actually, its official name begins with、uh, the name of a Chinese city, which because that's the name of the park where they found him. So,、oh, okay, his official his official, official full name, name、uh, right. consists of a Chinese city name at the beginning.、Huh. Fun fact:、um, <laughs> it says also that、uh, this item was followed by a report that the authorities on Penghu Island are considering introducing a tourist tax. In addition, there was a discussion about Taipei Seven Eleven stores, which are now offering airline catering and introducing washable plastic cups. By the way, why are these stores called Seven Elevens? Does it mean, for example, that they are open from seven in the morning till eleven at night? I have often heard you refer to these establishments, but I've never understood why they are so named. You've hit the nail on the head. We looked into this, and that is exactly、uh, the origin of the name. Although these days, at least in Taiwan, they're open twenty-four-seven.、Mm. Yeah.、Um, And、uh, they originated in the U.S., but I have to say that the Taiwanese ones are much better. <laughs> um, much better. Much、uh, better. The next feature, hashtag Taiwan, informed me of an organization which、uh, that I was previously unaware of, namely the Milk Tea Alliance, which I learned is a movement that promotes democracy. That's mostly on Twitter, right?、Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,、uh, um, I think so. Yeah. This was followed by highlights, which focused on Taiwan's vaccination program. 
The last program in the broadcast was In the Spotlight. This featured an interview with a multi-talented young woman called Alicia Chen, who studied economics and industrial design before becoming a journalist. Her debut as a reporter happened in Spain at the time of the major refugee crisis a few years ago. I enjoyed her interview, but would have liked to hear more about the reasons why there has been such a big upsurge in refugees in recent years, especially in those coming to Europe. Finally, I want to comment on the broadcast's audio quality. There were no problems with the quality of the internet audio, but there was an annoying lack of balance between the sound levels of the two male hosts of Here in Taiwan and that of the female presenter, Alison Chen, whose voice was far too faint and at times difficult to understand, presumably because she was too far from her microphone. Best wishes, Rogers Heidi. Uh, I have a letter here from Jayant Chakrabarti coming to us from New Delhi. He says his uh, audio reception quality was good with a strong signal strength. Uh, he has a reception report for us from the 9th of April um, from 4 till 4.30 in the afternoon UTC uh, on 9.405 kilohertz. And that was in New Delhi, as I said. And the simple rating was 44444. So pretty That's good. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Happy with that one. Uh, some details of the program. The feature program Taiwan Insider was engrossing and reflected the way Taiwan reacts to a major catastrophe. Oh, I thought you were going to say gross. Yeah, <laughs> engrossing. Yeah, okay. that was a good thing. Well, let's get that clear. Uh, in a follow-up to last week's train accident in eastern Taiwan that killed 50 people and injured 202, the country's disaster risk e experts made an in-depth study into the cause of the accident, though the mystery of the truck rolling down the slope still remains unanswered. Yeah, that's right. We still not. I mean, we're not really sure if we're ever going to know exactly what happened but I, the, I think there is going to be a criminal case coming up on that mm. Um, mm. Uh, the major recommendations pertain to an overhaul of safety fe uh, safety measures and an urgent need of reform of Taiwan's high-speed railway company it's actually the the, the uh, normal railway yeah, yeah. The no not the high normal speed, speed rail normal company. speed the um, low speed and I understand <laughs> that they are going to they have some three-year program now that they've yeah. come up with so en we'll see what enterprisation happens. I forget enterprisation some, some, some sort yeah. of Cryptic ambiguous word, word. Yeah. no one really knows what it means um, he said it was interesting to note the humane aspect of the Taiwanese people when they bid a tearful farewell to the departed souls in a befitting manner especially the heartfelt gesture of the railway staff saluting the train carrying the ashes of the unfortunate train driver wishing all at rti good health and happiness please stay safe and sound with warm regards Jayant chakrabarti from new delhi in india all right and i have one here from um let's see akira takei of um, hokkaido japan um he listened in on april 18th it was and we only just got the report now um, at 0321 UTC uh, using the frequency 15320 kHz. Symbol rating was 45343. It's kind of all over the place, but still not bad. Um, program details. Let's see here. He listened to Ear to the Ground and Feast Meets West about QQ food. You know, we need to explain that. QQ... It just means chewy. Yeah, chewy. And why chewy. do they just say... QQ. I don't know why. Make them say, no, I think because chewy kind of sounds not always nice. QQ. <laughs> QQ. Yeah. Q -Q is like kind of um, it's much nicer. Yeah, I guess yeah. I guess you're right. It's chewy, chewy in chew a good way. Chewy can be a bad yeah, thing. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm picturing like chewing oh, on gummy bears. <laughs> you know, QQ <laughs> yeah. chewing gummy bears. Anyway, okay. And it says that in the comments, I was very happy to hear a broadcast. I first learned about QQ foods by listening to today's broadcast. I like Japanese mochi. I want to eat. Now, you wouldn't call mochi QQ because it's not that kind of chewy. I think no, it is. Really? I thought. I think oh, wait it a can. Minute. I think it probably could be. Oh, uh, is that right? in the range. Yeah, maybe. Oh, Depends so on I'm it. thinking more of a different kind of QQ. All right. I think it can be. 
I think it's quite a wide range. I think if it's kind it of like is. if it's more sort of so stretchable, more the traditional, I think ones can be more cute. Maybe would be described as more cute. Mm. Okay, we need to do a survey. Yes. Yeah, I know. QQ or not scale? Q-Q. How Q? <laughs> Scientific. Q. How many Qs is it? There's only Q's. one Q. <laughs> Uh, two cues. Um, and it goes on. It says, I want to eat Taiwanese QQ foods very much. They sound very tasty. I hope this report will be of some value to, for you in knowing the reception. If you find this report correct to your station log, I would like to have a card of verification. Well, no problem with that. I'm hoping to hear from you very soon. Uh, so, again, that was Akira Takei of Japan. Well, thank you so much for all your letters, but we still love to hear from you, so keep them coming. Our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org. And remember that you can always follow us on Facebook and Twitter. All right, until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. I'm Stash Butler. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. <laughs>